enjoy being with people of like faith. I think that sometimes we can take each other's presence and our encouragement to one another for granted. Um, I think as we echoed Sunday that we ought to always be mindful of the fact that we're going to be together forever with him. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and so every time we get to come together, this is really just a precursor for what is to come. So we're to come together and we're to celebrate our king together. And I want us to get in the spirit of doing that with great boldness and with great love. But not only that, but that same love also will be expressed through one another, which is what I will sort of talk about tonight. I've got a small devotion for you, then we're going to have communion, and then we're going to have some refreshments for you right out in the lobby before you go home. And I just want to get you thinking just a little bit tonight. Um, I have a, a title of this devotional, is probably the correct way to put it. I, I wanna, it's, a, it's more like a question. Um, what can we give Jesus for Christmas? I know many of us have spent quite a bit of time out there shopping, right? How many of you have spent some time shopping and purchasing some things and you're kind of going out of your way to make sure that the gift you get is a perfect gift? Uh, nothing brings pleasure to any of us than to be able to give someone a gift and to see that smile on their faces. And so, so you, you go to the mall and you go shopping, you go out of your way. And my wife had me doing that last Thursday. And, uh, and, and I, think, I think I got a report. I think I made some progress last Thursday. Is that right, First Lady? Uh, yeah, she said, okay. Well, she's not going to help me today. Uh, but uh, those who know me, I don't particularly like going into the mall. But I love giving gifts and to see people smile. You know, because Christmas really for us is reflection of what God gave us. How many know that what he gave us ought to make you smile, Amen. ought to make you very happy, ought to make you very excited? And so when you give like, that way, with that same spirit, you give in the attitude of, God, I, this is what, what you gave me, this feeling. I, I want this to be transferred to somebody else. And so you, you go out of your way. And some of us, even unfortunately, we even get into some debt just to see a person smile. I wouldn't advise that. How I many know we need to be wise in how we use our resources? Amen? Amen. But I want us to ask the question tonight, a very serious question. Jesus, what can I give you for Christmas? How many of you honestly can say that through your shopping this season that you've really taken the time and you've asked the Lord, Lord, Jesus, what can I give you? I mean, obviously we have been thinking about gifts that we can give to everybody else. But have anybody in here can raise your hand and let me know. Can say, Pastor, I specifically asked the Lord, Jesus, what can I give you? How many of you have done that this year? You got one hand. That's great. I, I didn't think I would get any, but that's great. But as April said, Sunday, I believe, she said, it is a day that we celebrate his birth, right? The day we set aside is the time we set aside to worship Jesus and to let him know that we're grateful. But obviously we can't go to Macy's and we can't buy God a gift and give it to him, right? 
you can't go to uh, your favorite store and purchase them something and say, Lord, take this. But there is a gift or gifts, plural, that we can give him. I want you to think for a moment about this question. What would Jesus want? If you had an opportunity to sit and talk with him in person, he says to you what he would want, or he asks of you what, or told you what he wanted. I believe that he will say some of what I'm going to share with you tonight. And I declare, and I believe that if we give Jesus these things, I believe we want to make him, he's going to smile big time. How many of you want to make Jesus smile? Amen. <laughs> Number one, it's only five of these, and this is going to be quick. I think it's six, actually. Number one, we want to give him our worship. Diva said something earlier, and so I, I think she kind of did a sneak peek of what I was going to talk about tonight. But, um, you know, the wise men, they came a great ways to worship Jesus. Many of the folks that study said that they traveled a, a good while. Some said six to 12 months. We don't know for sure. But we know that they travel through all kinds of terrain so that they can just come and simply worship. You know, God loves it when we worship him. And when they came and they expressed their worship, it did cost them something. For many of you tonight, you could have very well stayed home and decided that I'm just going to prepare. I'm going to finish cooking my, my collard greens or baking my pies. But the reason why that we do this on Christmas Eve is that we want to take a moment, stop everything that we're doing, and make sure that we worship him. Worship is important to him. God loves it when we worship him. So your coming here tonight is a tangible expression of your worship to God. Number two, what we can give Jesus is we can share his love. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Everybody knows that verse, and everybody knows I'm supposed to share my faith. But I want you to do something a little bit different. Um, I really want you to take the initiative and let somebody know that Jesus loved them. Maybe the extent of your witnessing with them or your, your extent to your sharing your faith may simply mean that you stop somebody in the cash register line. It may mean that you may call a family member. And here's what you might say. It may be something like this. I just want you to know that God loves you. I just want you to know. I don't know who you are, but you look like maybe you're not happy. I just want you to know that Jesus loved you and he died for you. How many know that will put a smile on Jesus' face? That you take the initiative and tell somebody. Don't just, don't just take the passive attitude that, that hopefully maybe somebody may come to me and if they happen to bump up to me, then I tell them about God's love. I want, here's what I want you to do for Jesus. And this is what I believe that I'm speaking in the spirit of Christ. I want you to own purpose, on purpose, Find somebody, even tonight, even tomorrow. It may be a family member. It may be somebody you don't know. It may be somebody you've been praying for. And say, I want you to know tonight or today, whenever you tell them, that God loves you. Jesus died for you. And he just wants me to share that with you. Whatever you do, people, share his love. That's a precious gift that we can give him.
Be bold about it. Don't be afraid. It makes him smile. Number three, what else can we give Jesus for Christmas? We can love each other. It's a very, very, it's easier said than done. Am I right? <laughs> you know, loving each other is something that Jesus said in John 13, 35. He said that men will know that you're my disciples because of the love that we have for one another. Loving each other is a very, very, very powerful witness regarding our relationship with Christ. And probably the most difficult of areas that the enemy attacks us in, in the area of our love for each other. Because loving each other requires us to defer to one another. It requires us to let go of some things. It requires us to be patient. How many know we got to be patient with each other? Love means that we're patient with each other, that we're understanding one to another that, you know what? God is working in me, and God is working in you. And how many know when we realize that in a very, very fresh way, it gives us a more humble attitude that we don't always react in a very negative way all the time. Sometimes we just need to recognize and realize that we need to be patient with each other. We fellowship with, with each other, and this is how we express that love. We fellowship Sunday night. Tonight we'll fellowship some. We will say how much we love each other. We will share gifts. We will share um, our concerns. We will share our prayers. We lay down our lives for each other. We sacrifice for each other. You know, that we come out of ourselves and say, you know what? Today I'm going to be a blessing to you. Uh, it says over, in, I believe in Romans, that I beseech you by the mercy of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. What can we give Jesus for Christmas? You can give him, we can give him love for one another. For Jesus, one of his last prayers in John chapter 17 was he said that, that we should love each other. And that love means that we put up with a lot of stuff. That love means that we don't just walk away just because you made me upset. Love means that I stay the course, I suffer with you, I'll bleed with you, but I won't let you go. How do you know love works? It's action. It's not so much of a feeling. People have mistaken what real love is. It's not so much of a feeling. It's, it's an action verb, if you will. It means that I am choosing to love you. I'm going to love you no matter what you do, no matter what you say. My love for you, brother, my love for you, sister, is unconditional. That's, that will make Jesus smile. He spoke that so loud in my spirit today when I was praying about this devotional. He says, tell my people to love each other. One of the biggest challenges you will discover as a Christian is learning how to love and care for one another. And you do due diligence to guard your hearts and to make sure that you do that. Number three, number four, another gift that we can give him is the gift of forgiveness. You know, God has forgiven us for so much, right? Boy, he's forgiven. As I think about the things in my own life, but God has forgiven me for, he has 
forgiven us for so much. Ephesians 4.32 says that we are to forgive one another as Christ forgave us. Colossians 3.13 says that we're to bear with one another. How many know that means that we got to put up with some stuff? You know, forgiveness is one of those things that strikes at the core of everything about us, about our faith, about our relationship with God. But you know that the best gift, that you, one of the top gifts I believe you can give Jesus Christ is find somebody who have offended you and somebody who hurt you and broke your heart. I know this Christmas there are some people that maybe you're probably saying to yourself, I won't talk with them. Maybe there's a family member that really, really harmed you and your mindset is I'm not going to talk to you. Jesus but have you to take the initiative. Surprise somebody with a phone call and say to them, hey, I want you to know that what you did to me, I forgive you. And I want you to know I love you. And I'm going to put this behind me. You see, forgiveness is something that Satan would do everything in his power to make sure that we don't fully experience. We experience from the fact that God forgave us. But then Jesus turns right back around. And he says, well, do me a favor. Now you go and you forgive. Forgive your mother. Forgive your father. Forgive your wife. Forgive your husband. Forgive the church member who offended you. Forgive. Offer the gift of forgiveness. Make Jesus smile tonight and forgive. Number five, we want to offer him thanksgiving. You know, kids, I, I, I would say this, uh, and it goes without fear, that and I've experienced in my own family times when we bought our kids gifts. And, uh, and some of you parents know what I'm talking about because you, you're buying them gifts, and they'll go through every one of them. They'll open the gifts real quick, and they'll just go through it, and, and they're looking for the thing that they wanted, you know. And kids, sometimes when you don't get the thing that you want, sometimes you tend to forget about all the other stuff that you got. And, 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 and we start talking about, well, how come I didn't get this? How come I didn't get that? You know, we grew up as adults, we do the same thing. We want certain things, right? And sometimes we don't get the things that we want, and we focus on that. But First Thessalonians 5.18 says, be thankful in all things, for this is the will of God concerning you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you, in the name of Jesus, give him the gift of thanksgiving. So kids, look at me, all you young people. If you happen to open a gift tomorrow and you don't get exactly what you want, do me a favor. Look, first, look your parents in the face and you let them know some mom, dad, Thank you for what I got. And what you do, then you turn right back around and you thank Jesus for what he's given you. You know, here's what happens is we, we focus on the things that we don't have. And when we do that, then we miss out on everything else that God has done. And if you open your eyes with, the eye, with, with a heart of gratitude, just being thankful, I mean, just every single moment, I bet you no matter how bad your situation is, I bet you got something in there you can say, God, I thank you. I thank you. Make him smile tonight.
Maybe your year has been a very tough year. Maybe you've experienced some hardship. Maybe some things have not turned out the way you wanted. And, and maybe the bulk of your prayer is always to God. God, fix it. God, change it. God, I need help. But why don't you take a moment this Christmas season, instead of talking to God about what you don't have, and just begin to say, Lord, open my eyes to what you've done, that I might praise you for that. And just praise him. Praise him for everything that he's given you. You all look great. I'm sitting here watching you. You're in good health. God has been good to every one of us. He really has. He has been good. Amen. And if he had not been with us thus far, many of us, we know we wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here. So offer him the gift of thanksgiving. Be grateful. Be thankful. Put that under the tree for Jesus and label that. And lastly... Give him, for Christmas, a life well lived. <laughs> Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. <sighs> you know, <laughs> he wants you to live a life free of worry. You know, it's not God's will for you to worry. It's not God's will for you to be not in peace. God wants you to live a life whereby you are free of anger, bitterness, frustration. How many know that that's a recipe for desire, for, for disaster? Amen. How many know if you're cooking, you don't want to use those ingredients? They're bad. But Jesus wants you to have a life of peace. He wants you to have a life of joy. How many know that that's your inheritance? Amen. A life well lived. I'm going to live well. I'm going to strive to be obedient to my Savior. And I know that there are moments when we're not always obedient like we should be. And there are sometimes we miss the mark, but that, that, that is no excuse not to strive for excellence. And there's no, no excuse not to live a life that is characterized of obedience. You want to give Jesus a really, really good gift? Just follow him. And live like him. Let your heart be filled with joy this Christmas. Let your heart be filled with peace. In fact, meditate on those things that will give you joy, happiness, peace. He wants you to have a good life. You can give those things to him. And recap. These are Jesus, some gifts that we can give to Jesus for Christmas. You're giving your worship. We share his love. We love one another. We forgive as he forgave us. We're thankful. And then we give him a life that is well lived. Let's pray as we prepare for communion. Father, thank you so much. You've given us wonderful gifts, Lord. 